Hey, what's up? It's me, Chris Powell. And before we start the podcast, I got a question for you. Do you want to start a healthy habit? Do you want to feel great for the rest of the day? And do you want to do all of that in less than three minutes? I'm on a mission to move 1 million people every single day with my nonprofit and app called Move 1 Million. Move 1 Million and I want to partner with schools, hospitals, businesses, corporations, church groups, and assisted living homes. And together, I'm going to teach you the 13 movements that anybody can do anywhere, standing or seated. It's fast, easy, fun, and you'll feel great for the rest of the day. Oh, and the best part? It's 100% free. You can find us at m1m.org or search M1M on the Google Play Store or on the App Store. And he looks right at me and he says, Matthew, you are a transitional character in your lineage. And that is why I do what I do. Hi there, my name is Matthew Blades, podcast host and motivational speaker. And I love keynoting and putting on workshops to help people understand the value of self-care. A couple of easy tools will allow you to unlock all kinds of stuff from your past and allow you to move on in a really meaningful way. I'm gonna encourage you to write this down. There's three things you You've got to do if you need to have a tough conversation with somebody. Bring me into keynote or bring me in for a workshop and let me help your people understand the true value of putting themselves first because there are people in this room that feel broken, but you're not. There is nothing wrong with you. Just like there was nothing wrong with me. I just needed to step into my life's purpose more and that's what I want to encourage you to do. Let's do this together. Head on over to learnfrompeoplewholivedit.com. Now, let's get to today's podcast. What's up, Chris Powell? What's up, Matthew Blades? Here we go. This is I Needed That, our brand new podcast. Yes. Just let you all settle in with this track a little bit because it's uh, it should put a smile on your face. I'm smiling right now. Right? <laughs> Even though you had um, a first, a parenting first this morning? Yes, I did. You did have a parenting first. It was first. A, a big parenting first. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was a leap of faith. We're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes. We're also going to talk about uh, the best time for cardio today. Uh, that's a post that you made a couple of weeks ago that got my attention. We've got a segment coming up called What Food Gets You in the Mood? And yes. I didn't realize this. Everybody always talks about oysters. Right. Right. Like that's the that's the old one. But there's like four or five other things on this list that apparently get people horned up. And they're so, the quote unquote natural aphrodisiacs, that's, right? That's it. You yes. bring it in the clinical terms. Yes, let's go. Uh, plus, would you rather? And then uh, I want to bring up something today that I found so interesting uh, because of how different and unique the setup was. Mm. Okay. So mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff coming up on our podcast today. Uh, let's start with your parenting first because this was a big moment this morning. Yeah. Huge morning. Uh, I took Cash and Ruby to the airport. It was their very first flight together by themselves as unaccompanied minors. How much anxiety goes through you dropping off the kid? Because you you go with them all the way through security. You're with them until they walk on the plane. Right. And then your hands off. That's it. And unfortunately, so I've been through the drill before with my stepkids, which were Maddox and Marley. And we, we, we went through that grind before. So fortunately... I'm in the know. I know how the whole thing works. So obviously, if, if you're a parent and you're going to need to find yourself in this situation, get to the airport early. You need to get yourself a pass. You got to get them through security to the gate. And, um, but nevertheless, it's, it, there's always that pit. And I know a lot, of, a lot of parents out there, they can relate. But there's always just like that, what if? 
And, you know, who are they going to sit next to? And what happens when, you know, and I'll be, I'll be honest, that's, that's usually my biggest concern. It's like, who's going to be, who's going to be exposed to them? Who are they going to be exposed to? Absolutely. And so, and, and obviously like when they get there, will their mom be there on time to pick them up? And will they make sure that they, they know exactly where they're going now? Fortunately, fortunately, uh, the airlines are wonderful about escorting unaccompanied minors and making them feel wonderful and at home. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and to this, this morning was no exception. They flew Southwest and it was a beautiful experience from beginning to end. The kids were thrilled about it. But of course, the moment I sent them down the jetway, I start firing off the text. Yeah. <laughs> are you okay? Who are you sitting next to? Is everything all right? Where are you at? Okay. They're, you know, all the way, all the way up until wheels up. If they gotten <laughs> to the point where they're like, dad, Stop. Yes, they, they actually have. They were good about it this morning because they knew I, I was experiencing a little bit of anxiety. But um, in fact, as we speak, their mother is picking them up. I mean, it, it was literally the texts were flying until five minutes ago. And you can attest to that. I, yeah, I can. I heard the old cold conversations. Cash is unbelievable. He's such a great communicator. Oh, he is. I'm, I'm blessed. My kids are extremely respectful. So I, I, I knew that they were going to have a good experience. And then the, the Southwest, and I'm not talking about my kids. I knew that the Southwest employees were going to have a good experience with, with my your kids. kids. Yeah, there <laughs> that's it is. Exactly. Oh my God. That's I, so great. <laughs> yeah. There is uh, something we do every week on our show, uh, including Would You Rather. We also try to stump each other with like some great musical track and, and name that tune kind of a thing, which you're going to get to in a minute. But first, I, I mentioned earlier that I love this segment because of how different it is. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day and they mentioned to me that the relationship is in a little bit of trouble right now because she is big on social media. She's all over social media. She posts everything about her life, but she's, she's with a guy now who's super private. He's not Mm. even, he's not on any social media and he's starting to get really irritated by the constant showing of their life on stories, on the feed, all of this stuff. And I thought it was, and the reason that I love this is because it's, Man, for people like you and I who put their whole lives out for right. everybody to see, sure. sometimes you can't even imagine a world where people want to be private and they don't want anything to do with it. Right. Yes. And so that's why I wanted to bring this up this morning and get, you get your feed and get your take on that. I mean, how do you bridge that gap? Okay. So I, I have I have some experience in this in this space here for sure, and I know you do too. Yeah, obviously, certainly. Obviously, social media is a big part of our lives. It's also a big part of like you know it's it's what we do. As even when I and, and dare I say career, I mean like this is it's it's necessary because this is how we can connect yeah. with with the people that want to. Uh, that would like, well, like for you or myself to guide them through an experience, through a journey. And so like, it's really important that I connect with the people that want to connect with me. And so it's again, um, but at the same time, it's like, where do you draw the line between your personal life and then the business life? And the thing is, I've always felt like, you know, people want to connect with me so I can give them value to help them on their journey. That's, that's the mission. But then at the same time, you know, a lot of other people come to me like, well, yes, we want to see that, but we also want to see what's happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And, and by the way, I'm, I see anyone who follows me on social media is like kind of like a a friend, you know, it's like, okay, there's a connection there. And so like, I want to bring you in, but at the same time, I, I can bring you in and share with you whatever I want about my life. But when it comes to the other people in my life, especially like my kids and my family and my friends, I need to be respectful there because 
they're not making that decision, mm-hmm. you know, especially if I'm, if I'm sharing it. So, you know, I, I, I understand, I definitely understand where he's coming from because some people, they do not want anything shared because they, they do want that privacy. And then others are just, you know, they start to share everything. Where do you draw the line? And I think you, you, this is where I, in, in my personal opinion, you know, feel free to stop me here, but you have to, you have to communicate with people. You have to ask them. Like I will legitimately ask my kids if, if I shoot something that's super funny and I think it's, it's cute, it's relatable and it's what we're doing. I will always ask them, is this okay? Are you guys okay? I've if gotten I post to that this? stage too. <clears throat> yeah. Like uh, when they were, I don't know how old they were, maybe like seven, eight, man, what's well, probably closer to eight or nine years old. And it was it was starting to get to be one of those things. Where it was like, hey, are you guys okay that I put this picture up? I just kind of wanted to start engaging them on that part of the conversation because you know they're kids. Well, absolutely, they don't need their whole world shared. No, they don't. And and it's it's something we were never exposed to when we were their age. And so, but but I realized this is a problem, especially when I would start to, I'd film them doing something, and all of a sudden they might stop. They're not in the moment anymore when they see me pull up the camera, right. and then. And then it, then it turned into, Dad, please don't post this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Remember the first time you heard that? You were almost yes. like a little upset. You're like, uh, um, excuse like, me? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I, you, you are your own person. <laughs> 100%. And it, it, it made me do some real thinking of, okay, wow. If, and by the way, if, if, they are, if they have the wherewithal to, act, to, to make that, that comment, to say, please don't post this, I must respect that because if I turn around and I post that, that's we talk about my relationship with my child. Yeah, and if my child Breaking says trust. please, one hundred percent, that's far more important to me than what? How many likes? That doesn't matter, especially when it's we have a responsibility. Also, if you have a platform and a lot of people are following you, and maybe you might be considered an influencer. Like our job is to bring them value. Not to break the trust of your child just for a few likes because it's really cute of what they've done. So back to this story, what do you think? I mean, is this relationship doomed if she keeps going? It sounds like it is. If he needs to communicate that with her very, very clearly, and if she continues, then I think I think it would be in his best interest to end the relationship because if she can't respect that line, then there's that. That's a major area of compatibility where. It's not there. And my so, only suggestion my was going to be that I think the only meet in the middle is if, if you guys go out as a couple and you want to snap a picture of a selfie of you out and you can just be like, hey, out with Dave, having a great time. But you're the only one on the photo. Right. Don't right. don't blast him or don't put him out there. Yeah. Totally. But isn't that interesting? Because you don't think about it in our world. We don't, it's it's weird. You don't stop and go, oh, wait, maybe they don't want their photo taken and put on social media right now. And, and a lot of the times they don't. And so it's just important. It's, I, I just always known it's, it's important for me, get the permission, open up the, the conversation. And by the way, when you have those conversations, you actually get to know each other even better. Like when I start talking with my kids about that, they start opening up to me, not just about that, but other things that they like and other things that they don't like. Mm. It's a wonderful segue into, into developing a deeper relationship with the people that you love. There it is, man. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, well, thank you. And but good likewise, advice. good yeah. for you, my friend. Um, so what food gets you in the mood? We're going to get to that in just a moment. First up, we're going to play Name That Tune. I don't know if you have anything 
anything that you're uh, going to play for me today. But I have <laughs> what I think is going to be one that stumps you today. Okay. Okay. And I will also say that uh, there were a handful of songs. For those that don't know, I went through a pretty uh, public mental health battle for a while. And there were like five or six songs that were on repeat on my playlist. And they were the, these anthems for me to to heal and get better and feel better and all of the things. And this was one of the... Uh, top three songs that got me through difficult times in my life. And it is a badass song. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Name that tune. That one's going to stump you, isn't it? You got me. This one is Young the Giant, My Body. can't tell you how many times this song would come on, right? And I would literally be in so much pain yeah. and, and literally be my body is telling me no, but I want more. So I can't stop, man. I can't quit. I got to yeah. keep going. Wow. Yeah, this is a killer song. My Body from Young the Giant. Bro, I got to download that. Okay. You ever I, heard it? I'm embarrassed to say I've never heard the song. Oh. It's great. It's a pretty I, good track. I just like the sound of it. It sounds like a really positive song. That's my style. That's the thing. You love Young the Giant. They got all kinds oh, of tracks man. like that that are super cool. Well, I, I got one for you. All right. Put it up close to the microphone. Okay. Let's okay. see if here, we can here, get this, and then go. we're going to talk about what food gets you in the mood. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I, I'm giving you- Are we going to 80s? No, no, no. We're, we're going to go 2000s, and this is a gimme, because you struggled with the last few that I've thrown at you. I have had a hard time. You so, seem to- you, That's why I pulled Young the Giant. I was like, I think I have to go deeper with Chris. You you do. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. You're going to have to throw in some alternative stuff, <laughs> and maybe a little country, if, Ooh, if you're going right. to- That's if you're gonna try to stump me, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So here we go. This, this, right. this is a real gimme. Let's see if you can get it. I have a feeling that everyone's listening right now. They're probably gonna pick up on this one real fast. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Three, two. Coldplay and Yellow. No. Star stars. What's this song? Um, Sky full of stars. No. What is it called? Fix you. Fix you. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, You're absolutely right. That's fix you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now I got it. Now I hear right. it in my head. I'm, I'm going to come up with another gimme next week then. We're, we're going we're gonna to get this. We're going to get this one of these days. Uh, one of these days, I will get one of the songs that you mentioned. <laughs> yes, you will. And if I don't, I'll just keep being embarrassed weekly by the fact that I spent 27 years as a radio personality and can't come up with these things. <laughs> I, I haven't said anything, but that's the irony of this whole thing. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I, I love it, though. You're freaking nailing every single one every week i'm like Duh. oh don't be don't beat yourself up though i think but that's what makes you so endearing also is the fact that you spend your entire life around music all right what food gets you in the mood you and i both agreed that uh at the beginning of this segment that we do not get turned on by any foods you know yeah you brought up the topic and i and immediately i, I started like going through my mind i was like no chocolate no tortilla chips maybe maybe <laughs> Big warm cheesy slice of pepperoni pizza. What tends okay. to get me worked hold up? Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going back on this. I might get a little worked up here. Cool. So, <laughs> according to this new book that's out by Martha Hopkins, it's the New Intercourses. That's what she yeah. calls this. It's an aphrodisiac cookbook. Um, she goes at it to say that there's a few things that make us uh, in the mood. Number one, celery. Celery is an aphrodisiac for men. 
It's a proven fact. Really? Have you ever felt I don't tingly know. after celery? Well, you know, it's <laughs> funny is like, uh, you know, you don't take celery like you take Viagra, right? So, you know <laughs> no, what I'm saying? It's like, true. you don't go in the kitchen like, I feel like, you know, uh, you know having, making a move my, my wife or my spouse or whatever. Right. I'm going to eat a few stalks of celery. Right. And I don't know that that's the one too. <laughs> like, hold on, give me five minutes. Then she goes, she just hears a knife against a, a chopping board. <laughs> but it is interesting. And I do know there's a lot of benefits to celery. So there you go. Interesting. I know. Do you like celery? I do. Of all, I, I actually, I love celery, especially you do? With, with peanut butter and raisins on yeah, top. Yeah, buddy. Ants on a log, right? I put it <laughs> so. in, in my stews and my soups. Oh, yeah. It's good. My wife hates it, though. Really? Oh, I just love celery. Well, I do. I'm reading right here. It's an aphrodisiac for men. Yeah. So uh, maybe I don't, I don't understand. I'm really interesting. I, I'm interested to hear the mechanisms behind that and why that would affect men over women. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Avocados also make the list, and they go on to say that throughout history, men and women alike used that food to lure a lover and there's all kinds of reasons why the avocado uh, gets gets a nod uh one of them is because of the way that it's shaped really think about the way that the avocado is shaped well it's like a woman's body it is kind of like a woman's body right yes and so that's one of the reasons that it can be powerful for for people to uh chew on some avocados wow I approve also, by the way, it's a wonderfully healthy fat. Uh, you mentioned chocolate a few minutes ago, and that obviously makes the list because right. uh, it, uh, it, it uh, produces the feel-good hormones of serotonin and dopamine. Um, I don't know what PEA is, but it also contains that, and apparently that helps us fall in love. Oh, the phenylethyl. <laughs> exactly Phenyl- my point, man. I can't Phenyl- even believe you tried to attack that word. <laughs> Phenyl- phenylethylamine. Phenylethylamine. <laughs> What the hell is it? That's fast. I can't. That's a good question. You know, I can't say it one time slow. Like I'm going to stay in my lane. Let's just focus on helping people transform. Ginger also makes the list, and uh, according to this, uh, ginger thins the blood. And I actually love ginger. It's one of my favorite little foods to to chew on if I ever have the opportunity. Well, and and there's there's a big difference between real ginger and just ginger-flavored products. I mean, you have real ginger, and it'll light you up. There's got a kick to it. It's, it it's does. Got a spice. But I used to juice for a little while. I got into the juicing craze oh, when, yeah. the, I don't know, there was some big documentary that came out, and I went yeah. all in and went and bought the Breville and did all the juicing, and ginger was one of my favorite things to, to put in there just because I loved kind of how it just turned my nose inside out. Yeah. When I was Dude, eating it. I'll, I'll bet you didn't have a stomach ache for like three years. It's so good <laughs> for your digestion yes, too, it's isn't so it? so good for your stomach. We use a lot, we eat a lot of ginger or drink a lot of ginger tea at my house. Mm. Ginger and turmeric tea that you can buy at Trader Joe's is oh, yeah. the bomb. Dude. And by the way, so not only is ginger good for your stomach, but you said another magic word, turmeric. Oh man. And that is incredible for the joints and inflammation. They're actually finding that turmeric, well, some people say turmeric, others say turmeric. Um, it is probably, I mean, it's a completely natural source, but it is one of the most potent. It's like a superfood. Natural, quote unquote, drugs or yeah, for joints and inflammation. It is amazing. In fact, um, I've got some really good friends over at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, and they're doing a massive study on turmeric and its effect on inflammation and joints. So cool. Yeah, they're fascinated by this. So, Don't you love that you can just eat? Good foods with the right spices and things on them, and you can make such a difference for your body. You know, I've heard some amazing, amazing doctors 
uh, and they, they all say the same thing. Food is medicine. Yeah. It is. Food is medicine. Can't argue with them. You and I always have a good time <laughs> with Would You Rather. Yes, let's it, go. It always brings in some, some good topics, and I know you've got a couple of things to ask me today. So. I do. Here we go. Would you rather, we, we invite everybody to play along with us, would you rather live in a world with no toilet paper or no soap? Uh, I'd rather live in a world with no soap. <laughs> I'd definitely keep the TP. Really? I would. I would. Okay. So, okay. Explain so, that oh, to me. Hold on. You go first, and then I'm going to explain my side of the story, then you explain yours. Forget toilet paper. I'm out. <laughs> I need soap. I need to be clean. Really? Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. I will go down to the creek and wash a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, but if there's no creek, which you got leaves, you're right? right you're right. You're right. Well, we're here in the Sonoran Desert. There's not much that you want to wipe your butt with. <laughs> Around here. You're right. Everything's pretty prickly. <laughs> it is. It's, it's an unfriendly environment. It doesn't say that I can't use a, a rag or a towel. And then uh, I know it's gross. True. I'm not saying it's not gross, but which one's more gross? Boy. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to just expect, by, by the way, this is just my own personal preference. And there's just, no right or wrong here, Chris. So, <laughs> so and I'm about to tell on myself here. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Everybody got the volume turned up a little bit. Maybe, maybe this is the reason I got divorced. Here we go. Here we go. So yeah. So I actually started doing some some research on uh, the microbiome of the skin. Okay. And how soap can sometimes interfere with that, and how it's important that our body naturally produces oils, et cetera, to for for a healthy integumentary system, right? I've gone down this road myself. I, you know, it's crazy. Like I, I know quite a few people who have, and so I really started looking into that. And so um, I will. I do wash with soap usually once a week, once a week. But then, other than that, I just let. My body produced the natural oils, and I just want to leave my skin microbiome alone. And I, I must say, I don't know. Smell me. Do, do I stink? No, you don't have a smell at all. It's it's wild. Do you use right? a lotion? No, I don't use a lotion at all. I don't use anything, and and maybe I should. I mean, like look, look at these wrinkles, right? <laughs> so I mean, that's that's gonna come. It's brutal, but nevertheless, it's, it's I just don't use anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave my skin alone. Wow, okay. Now, now, granted, I did I did go to a dermatologist because I'm getting these horrible ingrown hairs, but that's from shaving, right? Yeah. And so they gave me like uh, some a solution for that. But other than that, I don't put anything on my skin, including soap. And I I'd say Do you use a loofah once a week? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I probably should. I should probably exfoliate or at least something. Yeah, well, I think I that you don't. would want to exfoliate if. Uh, yeah. it, it well, would be, good for you. It, it would be good. I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure I could do a lot more for my skincare. But nevertheless, that's that's just where I'm at. And also, it's just like it's just one more thing I don't have to think about, which is kind of nice. Okay. When I went chart. down that road, the only thing that I made the switch on uh, there are there are days where I don't use soap too, but I'm more, more or less every day. But the big switch I made when I went down that road was getting rid of antiperspirants. Ah. So I only use a deodorant now and not same. an antiperspirant. I'm in the same boat there. Because you need to let the body yes. leak. Yes. Well, and also, I mean, again, I don't know how I, – I don't want to speak to this because this is – there's – I'm not a doctor, but the, I have heard about the correlation between the aluminum and antiperspirants, and it's linked to early cancers. set of uh, cancers and, sure. alz and Alzheimer's. Mm. And so it's something I've, I've avoided antiperspirants for quite some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
because there is a link between aluminum and that. I just don't know about the aluminum that's coming from that. So nevertheless, this is not medical advice, but this is my personal preference. It's, it's a game called Would You Rather, friends. If you're here to take medical <laughs> advice, you're at the wrong podcast, okay? Right. We're playing Would You Rather here. If you're trying to be coming to us to stay alive, there's a huge issue. Yes. Um, all well, right. Well, the bigger issue is that you would be willing to live without toilet paper. That's a huge issue. I just <laughs> think there's other means to wipe. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'd have to find them because I would, you know, listen, you smell very good. <laughs> they, hold on. I'm going to. I'm going to go so far as to say you probably smell better than I do because you smell clean. Well, I used some soap this morning, bro. <laughs> yes, you did. I can smell it. You smell good. <laughs> okay. You ready? This I'm ready. I'm totally ready. stupid. Totally stupid. Would you rather brush your teeth with a hairbrush or your hair with a toothbrush? <laughs> now, I don't use a brush for my hair. I've been using my, my hands and my fingers for 30 years to do my hair. Same, same. Yeah. I don't brush my, my, my hair with a hairbrush at all. So I, I, would go, I would go brush my teeth with a hairbrush. In fact, man, I've probably done that before in the past. Like, you know, really? You don't, I mean, I've used fingers. fingers I've for used sure. paper, t- you know, paper towels. <laughs> I've used rags. I, you're like, sometimes if, if you forget it, you just kind of you make it happen however you can. I do a little toothpaste, put, put yes. spread it on the teeth, grit a little drink of water, yes. make it some homemade mouthwash. Yes, we've, all, we've all been there, right? That's amazing. You wake up somewhere, you're like, oh man, where am I? Oh shoot. I'm, you know, start doing one of those, and you're like, okay, I got I to gotta take care of this. So then, Okay, so, yeah, n- another question I got for you. You got another question? <clears throat> Hit them. This, this is Chris another- said he was going to bring some questions today, so I'm excited. Okay, so this is another parenting question, Yeah, and it was, it was actually a question that Ruby brought up, and Ruby is eight going on nine. And then the moment she brought up, Cash jumped in on it also. And, she, and I know she's not thinking about this right now, but she has an older sister and an older brother, so she's watching them. So she asked, Dad, when am I going to be old enough to date? And this was yesterday. This is yesterday. And Cash is like, yeah, that's right. Because hold on, Dad. Yeah, how? And, and he's like, I got a lot of questions about this. And he, he didn't say it like that, but he's like, like so when, when are we old enough to like, you know, go out with someone? I was like, well, what does that mean? Go out with someone. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you want to go to dinner or something like that, like, like I drive you to dinner and I could sit there in the car while you eat dinner and come out or like, what do you want to have someone over and hang out at the house? I mean, like th- there's a lot of questions here. So you got two teenage boys. Mm-hmm. What are the rules here? And I'm curious. And, and would the rules be the same for boys as they are for girls? How old is like how old are they before you start to allow them to explore? We'll put it that way. <clears throat> I myself was really aggressively early in relationship. Like how early? Like pretty early, pretty or fifth grade. Oh wow! Girlfriend status. Wow, that 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 is early. Yeah, it really. Like if I if my kids did all the stuff I did before I was sixteen. <laughs> Do they know? You know, I I think they do. Okay. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe I should ask my boys that. Yeah. Because um, Gordy's at a point now where he's got his first like legitimate girlfriend. Oh, and how old is Gordy now? He's 16. Okay. And that literally just fired up in the last couple of months. And what's mm. been great about that relationship, not to put him on blast, but they they have been very good friends for months leading up to that. 
And now they've just sort of decided like, hey, I think I like you in a way where I want to make that switch. Yeah. You know, and so I've had to have those conversations with my son. It's like, well, what is the what is having the switch mean? <laughs> that's, that, that's you got to you really got to drill down on some yeah, of these general do. comments. Yeah. Because I'm the kind of guy who's, who's really trying to make a lot of effort into raising his young men to be incredibly respectful right. to know all the boundaries to make sure that he you know he, he's a good man first and foremost and so you know we we have to talk about these things and so it's fun it's like what does this mean does this mean you kiss her when you drop her off now right oh okay yep. all right yep and and i went i went directly there i went right for the jugular i was like so what does that mean kissing and no 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 i just mean going out to dinner well, okay, if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, you want to go out to dinner, I'll drive you guys out to dinner. You can enjoy a nice meal together, and I'll take you guys home. Cool. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, so what's coming to me right now is you're listening to our podcast. I want you to go to Instagram or Twitter, whatever you want. Make sure you tag Chris or I in your posts, but just tag us and then tell us how old you were when you had your first boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, and we're looking for some advice here. Maybe for some parents who are going through this right now. If you've set some really good rules that seem to work well, work out well for you. Let us know. We want to know, yes. Because my feeling is that you should just stay really open, really fluid, and make sure they, they're clear on boundaries. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for both their sake, right? But Because uh, the, the world is a little volatile right now, and people tend to take, kind of take everything to 100. And, yeah. and, and it's really, it's aggressive, right? Like, there's there's... Uh, my buddy Lloyd Hopkins always says, like, the punishment has to fit the crime. Yeah. And we're in a world sometimes where the punishment does not fit the crime in the least. Like, yeah. You know, it goes too much. And so I, I think that's my only advice is just to stay open with it and to remember that your adult brain, who's been through relationship a lot of time, is so different than what your 10-year-old is thinking. Oh, right. Like, you know, yeah. she's... The date to her does has has zero romantic connotations to it. <laughs> right. She doesn't she doesn't even have an intimate thought yet, right? No, you know, it's no, like, none. And it's not just hanging. It's not Ruby thinking in the, about the future. She has a, a sister who's turning sixteen in two days, and this is a big discussion in her household. Mm. So she brought that question to my household, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." Now, for granted, I've got some time. I still got. How plenty old were you? I was 15 when I had my first girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was, I was a late Did you kiss man. her? Yes. Yes. And, um, did you use your tongue when you kissed her? I don't know if I knew how to do that <laughs> at the time. No, no. I, I just, I just mop, I mimicked whatever I saw in a movie. So it was, <laughs> I'm sure it was the most, I like, had a big wide open oh, mouth yeah. and that was the end of I, it. I don't even want to ask you, especially because you were in the fifth grade. Oh, I, almost, man. I just, I don't even, I don't, we can, we can talk about that some other time, but so, um, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, there's something you put on your Instagram account a couple of weeks ago, and I believe the title of it was what's the best time for cardio. And, um, one of the, the women who follows you, uh, mama Joe 06 said so many people will appreciate the simplicity of this. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> And so what did you say in that post that people need to hear? Because I've always been somebody who wondered if there really was a best time or if it was just kind of like, it depends on the subject. 100%. That's the, some of the, a lot of these questions. Um, by the way, it's a great question. And, and, I, and I can appreciate everyone trying to find the best time so they can maximize their efforts. Because at the end of the day, we're all trying to... Uh, we're trying to reach our goals with the, in the least amount of time with the least amount of effort. But here's the thing. Um, when it comes to finding the best time for cardio, it, most people hate 
the answer that I give because the answer is it depends on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. If you are seeking per like a performance based goal, you're trying to run a faster mile or, you know, you're trying to improve your pace or whatever that might be, then, then it's a, a lot more of timing and food. Hold on. I hate to interrupt you, but the moment you've been waiting for has oh just gosh. arrived. It's here. I, I have a Sphinx cat, everybody. Her name is Luna. She's the sweetest thing on planet Earth. Chris has only seen photos of I, the cat. I'm terrified. And has, has been wondering forever about this wow. thing. And so here it is. This is Luna. You want to say hi to Chris? Yes. Hello, Luna. She's really soft. She actually feels a lot like your, your skin. Wow. Oh, she is nice. Oh, it's, it's, oh it's amazing. Gosh. What a trip. Is this the first time you pet a Sphinx yeah, cat? Yes, it Isn't is. Isn't it so weird? Wow. Oh, my. She looks like a grumpy cat. I know. They all do. Because <laughs> yeah, they don't have any hair to hide their facial features. I and so know. you see all their wrinkles and everything. Wow. What a, that is so wild. She feels amazing. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Back to yeah. the cardio. Sorry. Yeah, let's talk cardio. So the thing is, and, and it's all about timing, whether it's around a meal or because a lot of people are like, oh, well, do I eat before my cardio or do I do I do fasted cardio? Do I do cardio in the morning? Do I do cardio in the evening? I have if, all the same questions. Everybody does. And that's OK, because, you know, it's it's a really nebulous kind of space in there. But you know what? The more and more and more and more research, it comes down to the fact that. Number one, yes, it kind of depends, but if your goal is weight loss, and I'm just going to focus on that one because I, a little hunch, tells me that most of us were looking for some sort of weight loss or some, some sort of aesthetical. We just okay. do cardio because we want to look and feel better, right? And here's the best part, and this is the answer. It, it doesn't matter if you eat beforehand. It doesn't matter if you eat after. So if you do it fasted or fed, your results will be the same really as long as at the end of the day at the end of the week at the end of the month you are in a net calorie deficit so it does not matter whether you ate beforehand or after now if you're training for performance highly advise that and any any sports performance any physiologist any nutritionist where they're going to tell you well then it'd be good to eat some probably some foods that might be higher in carbohydrate beforehand so you have readily available glucose for high intensity movement that's if you're focusing on performance but we're talking weight loss here and the answer is so much better for us and so the best time for cardio is the time that works best for you there you go and and guys this is this is the answer this is what all of these uh, the peer review medical research has landed upon. It is about finding the best time for you. It doesn't matter if you eat beforehand. It doesn't matter if you eat after. And so, which is, how cool is that? That is cool. Yes. It's great to know. I mean, I, I would think that it would just be like, how do you feel? Um, you know, I'm somebody who, uh, quite honestly, I wake up and I have one of Chris's shakes in the morning. Uh, first thing I do usually is I get up and I have that shake just so I'm not on an empty stomach. I'm somebody who feels better if I get a little something in me right away. Yep. And so I wouldn't even fathom going to the gym without eating or putting something in my belly. But you know, I don't even know if that's the best thing to be thrown in. No. And again, that works for you. So that's what you should do. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with though. If they eat and then they go do a little bit of exercise, they're sick to their stomach. Right. They feel like they're going to throw up. Right. Other people, if they don't eat anything, they get in there and you know, they're, they're six minutes in on the treadmill and they think they're going to pass out, you know, and, and they're sick to their stomach because they haven't eaten anything. There you so go. it's, it really, it's all about how your body responds best. And, but here, here let's, 
let's also have this conversation because if you're looking at maximizing your cardio for fat loss, it's really important and I, I would be remiss to, to not mention this is that if you want to look at the easiest variables to control when it comes to losing weight, calorie deficit is going to be number one. Okay. Number two, really focus on resistance training because that's going to help maintain your muscle. Your muscle, you burn more calories at rest than doing anything else throughout the day. You'll burn more calories overall at rest than you'll ever do in your workouts. Really? Yes, because it's your resting metabolic rate. That accounts for 60 to 70% of the calories your body burns every day. And that's just from maintaining your muscle, from your heart beating, from from your diaphragm contracting, pulling it down so your lungs can inhale, like so you can inhale and exhale. So th- I love that you know all this. You, there's a direct correlation be- between the amount of muscle that you have on your body and your metabolic rate. So a lot of the folks I work with, say they're three, four, five hundred pounds. They're like, oh man, Chris, I crashed my metabolism. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're sitting on a V12 engine because you've ever seen someone who squats three, four, five hundred pounds? Sure. 12, 15, 20 times a day, they've got massive glutes, quads, and hamstrings. So I look at folks that I'm about to take through the journey and I'm just licking my chops Mm -hmm. because I'm looking at a V12 engine that they just haven't revved up yet. And the more muscle they have, the higher that metabolic rate. So this is why resistance training is so important because resistance training, as you're losing weight, you lose, you lose as far as pounds to the tune and this give or take a few of about four pounds of, of body fat to, for every one pound of muscle. So you, you cannibalize muscle as you lose weight. You do. And so we need to try to maintain that muscle because you're cannibalizing your metabolic engine. So that's why we also see a subsequent drop in metabolic rate as people lose weight. They lose a lot of weight. Their metabolism goes down. So what is metabolic rate? Help me explain that. So your, the metabolic right, rate is understand the, it. That is a great question. That's the amount of energy that our body consumes every day for its metabolic processes, basically to be alive, to move, etc. So we can break this down. We have to, because I, I wonder if other people are like me right now and feel like you've just been presented a math equation that you have not studied on the test for. No, ha- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I'm like, is there a formula oh, here? Oh man. And when you understand your metabolism and everyone has an, a unique number, everyone's, everyone has a out? number. Actually, it's funny you ask. Um, I, I've got a free calculator. It's on our, it's on their website at, uh, you can go to chrispowell.com or the transformapp.com right now. And Which, by uh, the way, just got voted best budget app on, is it fitness magazine? Shape.com. Shape.com. Yeah, shape. How crazy is that? That's awesome. Way, that was not, that was like a lot of times you get on a list yeah. that's paid literally the, the social media girl, she calls me up. She's like, dude, we just made the shape.com list for, for, for best budget app in existence. I'm like, Get out of here. It threw us all off. It's amazing. It made us feel, I mean, that makes us feel so good because we're trying to make, we're trying to make transformation accessible for everybody and it's got to be affordable. So yeah, super stoked about that. But anyway, um, and the transform app is transforming. Of course, I I do need to mention this. So um, I can't wait to see what happens next. Oh man! So yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, so if you if you're looking to see what your number is, the amount of calories that your body burns every single day, you can just go grab. uh, I got a calculator on ChrisPowell.com. Go to ChrisPowell.com. We'll send you to a calculator. You fill in your age, weight, height, gender. We run something called a Mifflin equation. There's a lot of different equations that'll kind of give it to you, but that is going to be the most 
accurate Is that equation. the Dunder Mifflin? Is that, that- <laughs> <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, it is. Yeah, buddy. Straight out of... Uh, the office? Yeah, yeah, out of Pennsylvania. Um, no, so it's a Mifflin equation. It's called the Mifflin-St. Gior equation. And there's another one, the Harris-Benedict equation. There's, there are a lot of equations to help, but it's, this has been the one that's shown to be the most effective for people that are slightly overweight or obese. Okay. And um, so we take your age, weight, height, gender... And then we get a rough guesstimate of your activity levels throughout the day. And we get a, a good number, a relatively accurate number, plus or minus. I, th- I'm, I want to get the number right, but I think it's plus or minus is 5 to 10%. There won't be a quiz. Don't worry. No, 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 no. There won't be a quiz here. Um, so let's break it down. Your metabolism is, if, if we broke it down into different components, the resting metabolic rate is the largest component. And that accounts, we were talking about that, 60 to 70% of the calories you burn every day is just resting. It's your, your muscles are turning over all the time. Your organs are constantly moving. I mean, basically, your heart's beating, your lungs are breathing. So right, our right. body, our engine is constantly on idle for 24 hours a day. And it burns a lot of calories. It's interesting. It, it is. The next would be, the thermic effect, actually, the, the next component, which can actually account for some about 10% or so, 10 to 15%, is something that's called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, all right? This is sitting on the couch? Fancy name, <laughs> close, <laughs> fancy name for um, fidgeting. Walking. Oh, when you park, bouncing your knee up and yeah, down. That, that's exactly it. Sitting here, like just moving around, because guess what? That takes muscle contractions. Muscle contractions requires energy. That's all part. So of, when I'm shaking my leg like this, I can tell people I'm working out. You're burning. You're. you're I'm actually, working out right now. Can you give me a minute? <laughs> Technically, you are. You're burning calories. People that you're burning calories right now too. Believe it or not, people that fidget more burn more calories throughout the day. This is so this good. Is, this is also why there's this massive. Where's this podcast been my whole life? Right, and this is why we want to give this to you because this is also why there's this massive shift in the wellness industry over to steps, steps, steps. Park at the farthest parking. You know, parking spot yeah, away yeah, from for the sure. store. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Why? Because it increases that non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which it can account for like fifteen percent. So when it comes to your activity, you'll burn more. You'll burn more calories doing non-exercise activity thermogenesis than you will in your actual workout. So you go and you actually, if we're talking about a workout in the gym, you get in there for 30 to 45 minutes. Granted, there are some places where you can get a massive sweat session. You're burning 500 to 700 calories. Okay, that's nice. But for most of us, you know, you you get in there and you cruise on the treadmill or you go for, you know, a little jog or something like that for a workout. And that can account for five to 7% of their overall calories. Whereas non-exercise activity thermogenesis for the most, for most of us, Accounts for about fifteen percent, for and I'm talking about the average American, and so which is amazing. And then the, the difference between a few extra pounds every you know week or month that you're losing, right? One absolutely right, and that's the beauty of it. It's like when you start parking at the spot that's furthest away from the store, or you take the stairs of the elevator, you don't realize it, but over time that stuff adds up to the tune of a couple pounds a month. It could to the tune, and you, but expand that times twelve. That's right. You're talking 20, 20 pounds in a year. Because you made a tiny change, a single tiny change in your daily ritual. Mm. You made a tiny change to increase your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, and then, of course, the, the last little chunk where it could be 5 to 10% is the thermic effect of feeding. So when we eat, 
digestive you system. You say that again for me. What? Oh, the thermic effect of feeding. Okay, got it's it. Fancy, fancy word for just digesting your food. And when you eat, you burn calories because just in the process of breaking it down, digesting and assimilating those, that, those foods. So <clears throat> when it comes to so that, those are the four components of the metabolism. Resting metabolic rate. Neat, that non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is step, 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 yeah, yeah, fidget, yeah. fidget, fidget. We have thermic effect of feeding, which is going to be eating and digesting food. And then here's your workout. Here's your little workout. Now, granted, people that work out a lot, they can expand that Mm, that chunk okay. and that chunk can they can they can turn that chunk into 10 to 15 percent of their day but for the majority of us this is why it's so important to focus on just moving every a standing desk just moving your legs while you're working getting more steps in during the day yeah i, I don't mean to beat a dead horse here but it's really important for us to understand this so good stuff and now in order now we've got and that's going to give us our number the number of calories we burn every day and then in order to lose weight, you simply create a calorie deficit. Now, we can create a calorie deficit two different ways. The easiest way is through our food. We simply, we control our food and we consume a few hundred calories fewer than whatever that number is. And again, you can get that number at chrispell.com. Or you can increase your calorie expenditure through movement. So you can do it two different ways. The easiest way, the easiest variable to constantly control is going to be through our food. So calorie deficit, resistance training to maintain our muscle. And then that's why cardiovascular training, like cardio, et cetera, that's third on my list as far as importance goes. And because when, it, when you look at the overall impact it has on metabolic rate, it's going to have the least impact. All of that stemmed from the question, when's the best time for cardio, morning or night? That's incredible. Sorry to take you down that, that, that little rabbit hole. That's such a good explanation of it, but though. But that's what this is about, right. is giving you guys the tools so that now you can't unlearn that now. Now you know it. So, And this is how your body works. And it's going to work like that as long as you're here on this earth. Mm. And so it's a really good thing to know your number. It's the first step in taking control. If you feel like you've been out of control. It's, it's worth, and it, it, it'll take three minutes. Just enter your age, weight, height, gender, your activity levels, and you go, oh my gosh, I've got a number. Wow. That's how many calories, roughly, I burn every day. What a beautiful starting point. Man, I'll tell you, I needed that. Oh, I needed that I needed that too, that too man. Yes. This was a good show today. Thank you so much for spending some time with us on our podcast. Don't forget to visit chrispowell.com. You can get that calculator right there. Don't forget about the best budget app. So says Shape Magazine. That's super cool too, man. Congratulations on Thank all these you, little wins. Thank you. Thank you so much. Likewise, my friend. All right. See everybody next week on our podcast. Have a great day. Well, thank you very much for joining us on I Needed That, episode number six. I'm Matthew Blades, Chris Powell. We're back for next week, number seven. What do you want to talk Here we about? we go, buddy. Well, you know what? You and I got into a conversation about uh, some speaking that you've been doing at schools, and you actually dropped some really amazing knowledge on me about bullying. That next week on the show, plus, it's a new trend where people are tipping 30%. We're going to give you our thoughts on it. Uh, Chris admits that he's got a little road rage from time to time. <laughs> we'll give him some crap about that. I'm we'll human just like everybody else. <laughs> talk OnlyFans. Name that tune. Oh, it is going to be a great episode. It's going to be fun. We'll see you next week on I Needed That. <laughs>